0: There are so many ways you can support H.U.G. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsewnighttheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Scott, tell me about your friends who have had problems with their hearts.
1: One is my sister-in-law. She was always kind of lethargic and low energy her entire life. She was a schoolteacher in the D.C. area, and she changed doctors, and the doctor was giving her a physical and listened to her heart, and he goes, you have a problem. And he sent her to a heart specialist immediately, Uh and he took x-rays and did whatever, and he said, you have a hole in your lower chamber, and you need to get this taken care of. And she goes, well, I'm a school teacher. I need to finish the year. He goes, you won't make it.
0: to Heart to Heart with Anna. I am Anna Jaworski and the host of your program. I'm excited to bring to you yet another podcast from Podcast Movement 2019. This is a conference that is held every year in a different city, which is really exciting, and it is for podcasters from around the world. This year was in Orlando, Florida. And I believe there were around 3,000 people at the conference. The title of today's program is Congenital Heart Defect Awareness at Podcast Movement 2019. And the reason this show came to be is because as I was walking around the conference, I would talk to people about what their podcasts were about. And of course, they would turn to me and ask me what my podcast was about. Well, this podcast is for the congenital heart defect community. And I'm always quick to tell people that congenital heart defects are the number one birth defect. And most people don't even realize that. An amazing thing happened to me at the podcast conference this year. I was walking out of the restroom When I was talking with a fellow podcaster, and she asked me what my podcast was about. After I told her that my podcast was for the congenital heart defect community, she told me that her husband's first wife, who also happened to be a dear friend of hers, had been born with a very complex heart defect. She went on to tell me that she couldn't remember the name of the heart defect, but she remembered that her friend had had a Fontan procedure. I was amazed that she knew that much and told her that meant that she probably had a single ventricle heart. And when I said that, she agreed with me that, yes, that was her friend's heart condition. Her friend lived until she was in her 40s before she passed away due to complications from her congenital heart defect. I was so touched that this woman was willing to share this information with me, but I didn't get a chance to get any more information from her and we parted ways. The next day, as I was coming back to the podcast movement conference, I was on an escalator when I turned around and talked to the gentleman behind me. I asked him what his podcast was about, and he told me, and of course he asked me about mine. When I told him that my podcast was for the congenital heart defect community and that my son had been born with a heart defect and had three open heart surgeries, he said, my nephew has had open heart surgeries. We proceeded on the escalator to talk about his nephew who was born with a coarctation of the aorta. He went on to tell me that his nephew had had surgery and was able to live a very healthy life and was now a teenager. It was after I had this second conversation that it dawned on me that I should be bringing these stories straight from the mouths of the people who were sharing their stories to the ears of my fellow listeners. The next day, I brought back my Rode portable podcasting recording device, which is an amazing teeny tiny device with two lavalier mics that I can attach to the lapel of my speaker and attach to myself. And I'm able to record directly to my iPhone. I had already practiced doing this with a friend of mine. And so I was excited to try it out in a noisier environment to see if the microphones would work out well enough to be able to hear the participants. And it actually worked out really well. So the rest of this podcast will be me talking to one podcaster and two vendors who also had been touched by congenital heart disease. I'm really sad that I wasn't able to reconnect with those first two people who gave me the idea to do this, but I'm thankful that it happened early enough for me to go back and be able to record three different interviews with people who had been touched by congenital heart disease. My friends, this just shows us how prevalent congenital heart disease is, and that we can help spread congenital heart defect awareness wherever we go, even at a podcasting conference. I hope you enjoy this special episode of Heart to Heart with Anna.
2: Hi, my name is Jamie Alcroft. And I just published my new book, The Tin Man Diaries. It's an amazing story of my sudden change of heart as I went through a heart and liver transplant. I can think of no better way to read The Tin Man Diaries than to cuddle up in your favorite Hearts Unite the Globe sweatshirt. And your favorite hot beverage, of course, in your Hearts Unite the Globe mug, both of which are available at the Hug Podcast Network online store. Or visit
3: heartsunitetheglobe.org.
1: You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna.
0: I am here at the Podcast Movement 2019 with Bob Freimeyer. And Bob, yesterday we were talking, and you told me that you were touched by congenital heart defects. Tell me how you've been touched by congenital heart defects.
2: Well, someone very near and dear to me, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, came down with heart problems probably 10 or 12 years ago, which is quite a long time. And they ended up having to put a pump, an electric pump, in his heart. And that was attached through an external tube to a battery. So he now had to wear a battery vest. He had to be connected at night, even in the shower. And he was put on a heart transplant list in Denver. And a period of time went by, and they did a variety of tests and things. And one thing led to another, and it didn't go well. His body was rejecting everything. And unfortunately, they had to put a second pump in. Right. And so for probably the last eight, nine years, he's had two pumps in his heart, both attached through external electrical tubes, again, wearing a battery pack and all that. And he was put on a second heart transplant list, and he came out to Los Angeles, where I live, and spent two weeks at Cedar Sinai, where they did more tests, and they... I don't know exactly what they do, but they filter the blood and they test you to see if you're going to reject things. Right. And in the meantime, you're on a list. Right. But as long as your body is rejecting things, they can't risk wasting a heart, so to speak. So by the time he went back to Colorado, they realized all the tests, so he's no longer on a heart transplant list. And that was probably five years ago. See,
0: what is amazing to me, Bob, is that he has lived for this long on an external pump. Yes. And years and years ago, when they first created these pumps, you had to stay in a room. I mean, it was a big box that you were attached to, and now they make it so you can wear it on a backpack, and you're able to be mobile, and he's been able to survive for how many years?
2: A long time. I mean, that's amazing. He's starting to develop congenital heart failure, which is not good because there's nothing they can do. And they also can't go in and replace the pumps because of scar tissue and the doctors don't want to take a chance and all of those kinds of medical issues that do arise. So his name is Sam, and we call him Super Sam
1: because he just keeps ticking. He's
2: just like the Energizer (laughs) buddy. Um, this past week, he was able, uh, with my sister, they went up into the mountains. Oh, wow. And he was able to go on a b- bit of a walk uh, by a lake that they go to outside of Boulder. And that's the first time he's been able to go up into the mountains in nine years.
0: Oh, my goodness. So, that pretty... Well, yeah, well, y- was the higher pretty... up you go, the harder it is right. to breathe. Right. So, the fact that mm-hmm. he was even able to do that is pretty amazing. Right.
2: And it's pretty special and... I know it's real hard for my sister and all that. He did have a stroke about two years ago that complicated things, but he's he's still ticking, and we're gonna go see him at the end of the month. We're gonna spend a week there and visit with him. One of the things that has happened from all of that, uh, my father passed away, and when Sam came to the funeral, my dad had always gone down to visit the firemen at the local fire station, I always took him treats and candies and cookies and things. And, they were so touched by this he was a retired air force colonel that they came to his funeral they had two captains and two stations and they brought two fire trucks and they escorted the hearse there to the gravesite and the firemen were amazed and sam was able to tell them about the lvad and the pumps and all that because the firemen had never seen anything like that and of course EMTs, they need to know how to deal with this because they don't see that. I know that their house is on a special grid that if the power goes out, they're the first ones that are going to get attention to make sure the power's on because his batteries will only last for so long.
0: Right. Right. And things of
2: that issue. Not Uh to mention, he's been able to fly, obviously, from Denver to Colorado or to LA for the Cedar Sinai, but he was able to go to Chicago to visit his mother. So you can imagine traveling like that. You've got to be wise like to and well. set things up mm-hmm. because you're walking around with what looks to be an explosive vest,
0: right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, to yeah.
2: just to be blunt and put it that way, you know, it's scary thought.
0: Absolutely.
2: So it makes it very difficult for him. But we love him so much, and I appreciate what you're doing too, Anna. Oh,
0: well, thank you, Bob. And I'm inspired by Sam's story. He sure sounds super to me. Yes how awesome that he is still living his life he's spending time with family he's not missing those golden moments to make more memories with people and he's an inspiration
2: he's 68 and we're hoping he'll be with us for many more years now i hope so
0: too thank you so much and tell me tell me what you're doing here at podcast movement 2019
2: i work for apm music i'm a music publisher out of hollywood california and we license music to virtually anybody for any kind of music use. And we're trying to work and help with podcasters who are creating a lot of content, a variety of content, and sometimes music can liven that up and bring out that emotion and bring out some identity with some thematic themes and things of that nature. I'm not just promoting APM, I'm trying to help them understand the legalities of intellectual property licensing infringement issues and what to do to make sure that they're covering their bases correctly in making their creative content so i love what you're
0: doing that's fabulous thank you and i'm glad to know you because i just might be using your services well i'd be happy (laughs) to help you
2: especially with this worthy cause so thank you again for your kind thoughts
0: well thank you bob and you have a great day thank you
3: The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more.
0: This is Anna Jaworski, and I am at Podcast Movement 2019. I'm here with Rochelle Brunson. I'm so excited to meet another podcaster who has been touched by congenital heart defects. And so I put a post out on our little app that we have for the podcast conference. And to my great surprise, Rochelle wrote to me and said she has a child with hypoplastic left heart syndrome. And I don't think Rochelle knows that I also had a child who was diagnosed
3: with hypoplastic left heart syndrome. Did you know that, Rochelle? I did not know that. You just said congenital heart disease and just happened to be the same one. I know. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And
0: my son just turned 25 on... August 11th, just a couple of days ago. Wow. I know, and your child is? 10. She turns 11 in yeah. November. Oh, my goodness. So that yeah.
3: is so awesome. Well, tell me your story. Yeah. It would take a long time to tell all of it, but basically we found out that she had hypoplastic left heart syndrome or what they thought was that at our 20-week ultrasound okay and so we lived in boise idaho at the time we had to drive down to salt lake city so that she could be near primary children's hospital there Mm -hmm. and she had surgery when she was about eight or nine days old and oh no it was six days old and then she had an emergency surgery 11 days after that because Wow. They thought she had a blood clot but the stint they had put in had closed in on itself and so they had to go back in and open it back up and it was really scary. And then since then sure. she's had two other open heart surgeries. She also had an intestinal <laughs> surgery because she has um, heterotaxy oh, as wow. well. So okay. and she was born without a spleen and wow. I can't even think of all the things. Her liver's on the wrong side. She had malrotation of the intestines. and So, anyway, all of that. She had her last surgery when she was three and a half, and then she has had a pretty much clean bill of health since then. That's kind of amazing. Like mostly, like, she's had a few little things here and there, but nothing with her heart. Her heart has been good. And she has a Fontan heart? Yes. Okay, just like my son. Yeah. He has a Fontan heart as well. Yeah, she okay. just celebrated her we call it her anniversary, sure. and she just celebrated that in july i think it was seven years since her last surgery so that is amazing it's been let's see
0: my son had his last surgery at 17 and okay. he just turned 25 so it's been eight years since his last surgery and he's doing great and your daughter it sounds like is doing very well. She's doing very well. She's about to start fifth grade. Oh my gosh! She's super smart. And oh, awesome. that's so much fun. That's such a fun age yeah. because they're not jaded yet, <laughs> like, like teenagers can be. Yeah.
3: So, what brings you to podcast movement? I have a podcast with my husband about healthy marriages. Oh. It's called Get a Room. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, a catchy title. <laughs> thank you. I thought of it myself. Okay. <laughs> And so we just talk about getting through hard things, such as having a child with a severe heart problem. Now, is this daughter your only child? No, I have. We have four other children, so she's our third child, and we've had two since. So, well, there's a whole show there. Yeah, Yeah, there's a whole show right there. Oh my goodness. Okay, so. Did you expect to meet someone like me at Podcast Movement? No, I had no idea. (laughs) I didn't even see your message because I hadn't been looking through the, like, little board. But my husband did. And he was like, oh, this lady has, like, wants to know about. So I was like, oh, I'll message her. We'll we'll see where it goes, you know. So, yeah. So a lot
0: of people don't know that heart defects are the number one birth defect. Oh, really? And I feel like the podcast is one way that we can get some information Mm -hmm. out about that. Have you done a
3: podcast on your show that deals with having a child with a heart defect? We've talked about it, but we haven't Have done a specific episode on that. We've talked about doing one just on that, but we haven't done it yet. You should. Maybe my husband and I should come on your show. Absolutely. Wouldn't that, that be, would be fun? Great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm so glad that your husband saw the post and me that you too. decided to come down and talk to me because I think that what we're doing is all about spreading awareness. And mm-hmm. well, What better way to spread awareness So right here at Podcast Movement in yeah. Orlando in 2019. I just think it's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing
3: your story with me today. I appreciate yeah, it, Rochelle. thank you. Okay. Thanks for having me.
0: Texas Heart Institute were offering us a mechanical heart, and he said, no, Dad, I've had enough. Give it to someone who's worthy.
1: My father promised me a golden dress
3: to twirl in. He held my hand and asked me where I wanted to go.
0: Whatever strife
2: or conflict that we experienced in our long career together was always
3: healed by humor.
1: Heart to Heart with Michael. Please join us every Thursday at noon Eastern as we talk with people from around the world who have experienced those most difficult moments.
0: I am Anna Jaworski and I'm here at podcast 2019. I'm so excited to actually have met Scott Esterson. And Scott has a very special story to share with us. Actually two stories of people who he knows who have been touched by congenital heart disease. So Scott, tell me about your friends who have had problems with their hearts.
1: One is my sister-in-law. She was always kind of lethargic and low energy her entire life, she was a school teacher in the D.C. area and she changed doctors and the doctor was giving her a physical and listened to her heart and he goes, you have a problem. And he sent her to a heart specialist immediately Uh and he took x-rays and did whatever and he said, you have a hole in your lower chamber and you need to get this taken care of. And she goes, well, I'm a school teacher, I need to finish the year. He goes, you won't make it. You need to get this surgery done within two weeks or it will be dead within five weeks.
0: Oh, my goodness. So
1: she had to get the surgery. The surgery was successful. The convalescence wasn't too long, I don't believe. And she is out and about and healthy as can be. Isn't that
0: a wonderful story? It's a wonderful
1: story. The oh world's a goodness. much better place with her
0: Absolutely. around. And unfortunately, we have a sadder story. Yeah.
1: One of my best friends growing up, he was my best friend since second grade, and I guess the term is he was a blue baby, which I never knew until after he passed. And maybe they never did anything or he didn't know, I'm not 100% sure, but he had a hole in his lower chamber as well, and either elected not to deal with it, Um, but anyway, he passed away about four years ago on Christmas Eve by himself, uh, uh, oh. which a horrible way to to pass.
0: It is, it is. Well, if you don't mind me asking, what year were you in second grade?
1: Okay, second grade year seven, so that's about 61 or 62.
0: So it may be the case that in 61 or 62 there wasn't a surgery to help him?
1: I'm sure that and yeah. if
0: that's the case, he may have developed Eisenmenger syndrome, which is a pulmonary problem that often happens after you cannot have your heart defect taken care of. And so unfortunately, then, if he did develop Eisenmenger's, by the time there was a surgery for him, he wouldn't have been eligible. Mm. So we're seeing that's happening less now because we do have some awesome surgeries. But I'm so sorry that you lost your friend. And
1: oh, But you're still alive, alive in my heart.
0: And that's what's important is that you still have those memories and that you can still share his story, maybe to help somebody like your sister-in-law who wouldn't have possibly had that surgery until it was too late. So by the fact that you have this story, you're able to help other people. Thank you so much for sharing that you're with You're so welcome, today. thank so you. So tell me what it is that you're doing here at Podcast Movement.
1: I am with a company called Audionamics. We do audio source separation. And so we can remove the noise. For instance, if you're interviewing somebody at podcast, I could remove all the background noise for you.
0: That is awesome. So I'm going to learn term, more about you like uh, and about what you do. But that concludes this right. little mini episode today. And Anna,
1: keep up the great work.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Scott. Well, my friends, that concludes this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. And I'd like to thank all of my guests. For their spontaneous, impromptu interviews, I think they all did a fabulous job. Friends, for the cost of a pizza, you can support Hearts Unite the Globe for an entire year. Please consider making a contribution. You can contribute even more than that if you would like. But honestly, it's so simple to support Hearts Unite the Globe the only podcast completely devoted to the congenital heart defect community, providing now over 200 podcasts on topics in a variety of languages. If you want to help us to continue to grow our network, to continue to grow our programming, and to continue to keep it free to members of the congenital heart defect community, please be a patron. Visit us at patreon.com slash heart to heart. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash heart to heart And choose one of the tiers to help us help the heart community. Thanks for your consideration. I really enjoy attending a podcast movement conference every single year. And one of the reasons I go, my friends, is so that I can continue to make this podcast the best podcast it can be. It's so important to me, friends, that you have a podcast especially for the congenital heart defect community that is a high quality and that is continually evolving. I think if there's one thing I learned at the podcast movement conference this year, it's that what I say at the end of every show couldn't be more true. And that is to remember, my friends, you are not alone.
1: Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna with your host Anna Jaworski can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern time.